0: Hey everyone, I'm Alex, and welcome to The Roasted Mind, the show where we enjoy some coffee, have a conversation about self-help, personal interests, and growth, and express the thoughts that can be a bit harder to discuss. So, have a seat, grab a cup of coffee, let's talk. Good morning. Good morning once again to another beautiful, bright, and unfortunately hot Saturday. I'm back from Japan. Uh, I'm sorry for being gone for two weeks. I know uh, it was a bit of a break, and I would only post a little bit here and there on my podcast page about coffee. So if you want to see more about my Japan trip, you can go to my main page at Uzu Alex. I believe there's an underscore, but it's linked in my in my coffee chat. Podcast Instagram, but it was great. Uh, the trip to Japan was wonderful. I got to see so much. I got to eat a lot more, and I definitely spent a lot more than that. Um, but it's okay because you know you walk it off in the city. You take all the trains, and then you're ready to eat again by like two, three hours after that. Um, and I think one of the great highlights about my trip was the amount of coffee that I would try. Uh, I mean, this ranged from 7-Eleven from the machine. I know I posted videos about that, and that coffee actually was surprisingly good um you know maybe it's not great maybe it's not the best that I've had but it's it's could be a daily driver honestly if you live there and it's cheap I think it's only like two dollars if anything and it's quick you can get it iced you can get it with milk you can get it in a latte however you you know don't drink it you can get it hot and I honestly really was surprised by how good that coffee was I definitely went back and grabbed I think I went like two or three times their total for coffee but, I mean, I've tried these other shops. I actually bought a bag of Arabica from Kyoto. I bought another bag called from this brand called Imoldas. Um, and all the coffee there, all the matcha that I tried, too, was just wonderful. It was a great trip. It was a really good trip to just kind of get out, see the world, you know, take a break from everything, from all the daily stressors in life and all the kind of hardships that you have to deal with on a day-to-day let alone the tiredness of work and the kind of like routine that you kind of set up for yourself but aside from that I won't get too much into the trip if you want to know more I mean you can message me I can do a side episode on the trip if you want but um, that, that's enough of that for today this episode is going to be focused on the vanilla latte I actually have a vanilla latte right next to me it's a homemade just because you know just spent a lot of money in japan not trying to spend a lot more on buying one Um, and it's fairly simple i used a mocha pot brew with some of the arabica beans that i bought and i drizzled the cup with honey and a little splash of the vanilla extract and i made a vanilla simple syrup and just poured it into the cup with some oat milk and a vanilla flavored creamer just a splash of that and poured the mocha pot espresso right over it It's incredibly delicious. It's incredibly sweet, but in a good way, not in much of like an added sugar type of way, but in a, well, the honey really does kind of pack that sweetness punch that I'm looking for. So the thing with the vanilla latte is it's really simple. This is a fairly simple order. I mean, vanilla itself is a fairly basic order. How many times do you get made fun of or do you make fun of your friends because their favorite flavor is vanilla ice cream? right? It's kind of like akin to the cheese pizza of pizza. It's simple. It's something that everybody can enjoy. And if you don't enjoy it, that's just because you don't like the basics, probably. Um, Vanilla lattes are an order that you can never really go wrong with. You can never really experiment with because it's so simple. It's basic. It's kind of maybe the most basic or the second most basic akin to a caramel macchiato. Um, And, I say that because I don't say black coffee because well, black coffee really isn't basic. Yeah, in its nature, it is. But how many people really order a black coffee to drink? I mean, you see all these Starbucks cups with fancy uh, foams and lattes, and you know, you go to another shop and there's all these other creations on there with a little sliver for a black coffee insert on the menu. So this item, this vanilla latte, is not only delicious but it's basic it's very simple and so it just kind of reminds me of that need for those those rituals that you kind of have on the day to day for me it's making coffee for me it's you know getting up and smelling those beans when i pour them into the cup and and that just delicious aroma of the coffee that's one of my rituals no matter what time of day it is i'm making coffee whether i have to get up for work at 5 p.m or it's just my normal weekend and i'm up at 6 a.m making coffee for the for the to get ready for the day and this these rituals can be anything right it can be anything from food it can be anything from going to a walk or going to the park maybe you need to feed your dogs maybe you need to do laundry on certain days um, and these are rituals that don't have to be on a day-to-day either. These are rituals that can be a weekly basis. These could be on a monthly basis. Maybe it's a book club or maybe it's, uh, you know, like I said, going to the gym every other day. Uh, it could be simple as cleaning every week. These rituals are kind of like reset points for yourself. These are things that kind of bring you back to who you are and where you want to go. They not only make you reach your goal but they make you feel better about life (laughs) as broad as that sounds it makes you kind of feel like things are going to be okay like these moments these kind of tragedies that you go through are worth living through i mean i kind of dramatize it a bit because i know mine is just coffee but another ritual that i like to do is in the morning is i play jazz music i love the sound of jazz music i played jazz music for a while and there's a Spotify playlist, and it's a playlist from Spotify, and I know theirs aren't particularly the best, but it's called Jazz in the Background, and this is my daily driver whenever I wake up, and I'm talking daily. Every time I wake up, I play this this, um, playlist, and it does hit better when it's early in the morning, especially during the colder months. I kind of feel a lot more, Uh, but there's 611 songs on here. It totals to 35 hours and 40 minutes, and I do get repeat songs, but I find a lot of good jazz tracks on here. And it's all, they're not really bossing over. They're not really kind of high flashy jazz. It's all really low, mellow, just relaxing morning jazz to make your coffee, make your breakfast, sit down and just enjoy the morning or enjoy whenever you have to get up and before you get ready for work or whatever it is. This is one of the rituals that really brings me back to me and really reminds me who I am and kind of reminds me of what my interests are. If it wasn't for this playlist, honestly, how often would I have listened to jazz music? I have a lot of interest in other music and jazz just doesn't really particularly fit the daily listen that, I, you know, if I'm at work, I don't listen to jazz because then I kind of get distracted in it or I can't really appreciate it so much. So I listen to other music to, in my earpods to kind of get me going if it wasn't for this, these daily morning jazz tracks, uh, I wouldn't be listening to jazz so much. So I do appreciate this huge playlist of over 600 songs to remind me of what my interests are and what I really love to listen to and sit down and relax. It makes me feel like I want to get back into playing jazz, into learning piano again, into playing saxophone again. But I mean, aside from all that, like I said, these rituals are needed These are things that it's okay to have that you can allow yourself to have, especially in the U.S. I mean, I've been reading a lot of things about it and I've talked to other people from other countries that the U.S. is really centered on work, work, work and kind of get up and go make that money, come back and do it again in the morning. And when you're in that culture, when you're living in it, or it doesn't even have to be in the U.S., it could be just a familial culture. It could just be a personal mindset of yours when you're constantly stacked for time on working and doing all these things that are necessities not necessarily not necessarily in a way things that you enjoy right because you have these necessities like money unfortunately is a necessity food of course is a necessity Um, having a house to live in when you take all that aside and you add in these extracurriculars of life or these kind of enjoyable moments, these things that you want to do all the time, you want to listen to, you want to eat, you want to, you want to interact and really put yourself in it. That's that resetting point that I'm talking about. That's that refresher. That's that kind of Well, maybe life isn't really just full of work and grind and money and whatever else it is, let alone all the all the dark stuff that goes on on the day to day that could be in your life or outside of it. These things are reminders that, you know, you're human and the emotions that you feel, they're okay because you're not going to feel them all the time it's evident by this kind of joyous that you feel from going to the gym or listening to the jazz music in the morning or drinking a cup of coffee or playing a video game. Diablo four just came out and I've been on that for a bit and I've been really enjoying it. These rituals are humane. They're and they're beautiful. There's no other way to put it. They're beautiful because it's you, you're putting yourself in these things. And if you didn't have them, your life would probably be a lot different. Your day-to-day would probably be a lot different. And what's interesting is that these rituals on the day-to-day, like I mentioned, can be hobbies, right? Because if you do them all the time, you can make them into a hobby. I wasn't into coffee like I was Uh, like I am now. Uh, Back then I wasn't into coffee. I was drinking teas and I was drinking coffee purely out of the need to study for school. Um, But eventually I began to enjoy it and it really became a day-to-day thing for me in the morning to now look at me uh, making a podcast on it. These rituals, uh, when they become hobbies, they're like more enhanced version of those rituals because then you really want to focus on them you really do want to go out and put your all into these things and make it you these are the things that you want to talk about these aren't things that you keep keeping in secret these are things that really when people think of you this is one of the first things they think of oh alex he has a podcast or his hobby is coffee or maybe for example random name but maybe like jeremy oh he likes to box See, that was used to be his uh, weekly class and now he does it every day goes to the gym and practices boxing, (laughs) however that goes. But these hobbies are incredibly interesting in how, like I mentioned before in a previous, previous episode, how everybody has their own kind of unique flair to it. And everybody can make things their own way. And there's no right way into having a simplistic ritual, let alone into turning it into a hobby. If you want your ritual to just be a ritual, then let it be that. There's no need into putting your all into everything. You can, that's an option, but there's no need for you to kind of really put your whole essence, your free time that you have, what little free time you have into making this ritual your hobby. Because then hobbies can be both, well, unfortunately, refreshing and upsetting. Same thing with these rituals. If you miss a day, you take a day off, then you can kind of feel upset about it. You can feel really bad that, oh, well crap, I didn't have enough time to do this thing. Or I don't particularly want to do it anymore because I missed the day and now I feel bad. But kind of the opposite of that is taking the day off makes the return of it really refreshing. It really reminds you of why you do it in the first place. And I know I'm kind of talking out of my hat here with glass half full, glass half empty approach. But that's really how it is. There's no kind of gray lining it's really black or white in a way unfortunately and so when you do these rituals it's really refreshing to come back to it after a day off after a couple days off after weeks off i mean when i was in japan i wasn't making my own coffee i had to go out and buy it and when i came back my first brew back unfortunately was kind of a mess because i was using a brand new bean that i hadn't tasted before um it smelled delicious but it Tasted really bitter. Um, But unfortunately, it was a bit of a mess. But I did enjoy getting back into it, heating the water up, and doing all those steps into making the Chemex. It was a Chemex pot that I was making um, into doing that. And unfortunately, when I was in Japan, I was kind of thinking, well, I really want to make my own coffee because A, I don't want to spend the money into buying coffee all the time. But B, I really. Did enjoy it. Same thing with cooking. I didn't cook at all in the house, but I wanted to. And so it was really upsetting to kind of be off of it. But now that I'm home, it's incredibly refreshing to be back on it. These rituals on this kind of basis that you set for yourself are at your own terms, are at your own benefit or your own, uh, what's the other word, detriment. Because You know, you wanna do them on the day to day, but you gotta figure out how to do them, what time to do them, um, things like that. So that's why I say that like the vanilla latte is incredibly simple, just like these rituals. They're things that you can enjoy on a daily basis. These are things that you can really sink your teeth into without feeling like you're gambling anything. And if you do wanna gamble, if you wanna add something else to it, let's say in this coffee, I didn't have to add that honey, but I took the gamble. This is my first time doing it. I took the gamble and I added the honey for sweetness because A, the creamer is already sweet and the milk's already sweet. Let alone, the, I added the uh, vanilla extract. So when I added that extra honey, I was taking the gamble into saying, well, how is this going to taste? If I don't like it, well, then my cup is ruined and I have to make another cup. Uh, if I like it, then I can make another cup out of joy and repeat the same process of making it. And you know, fortunately, I did enjoy it. I really do enjoy it, and I probably am gonna do it from like this from now on with uh, sugar, because I don't really like adding added sugars. Uh, if it's honey, if it's natural, then I'll do it like that. The simplistic ritual, or rather, whatever ritual it is, doesn't have to be simplistic, is unfortunately boring. Unfortunately, it can be boring, and. That's where this kind of added flair comes up as I am going to bring it back to the honey. That's where these kind of pop ups are really beneficial into your day to day rituals, because, you know, you do them every day or you do them every week, you do them every month. And it's really easy to kind of get deferred from it. It's really easy to think, well, this is going nowhere. Especially if it's a if it's a progress based uh, ritual, like let's say I mentioned boxing earlier. If you feel like you're not throwing whatever punches as best as you can be, then it can be really deterring. Let's say you're not hitting a PR at the gym, or you're not running as many miles as you really want to be at that moment. It can be incredibly deterring into really how you go about it. But that's really what makes it flexible is the fact that it can be really deterring. And so you start to adjust your ritual. You start to make it more personal by, by shifting your time of day that you do it. Or maybe you shift your routine in doing it. Maybe you did something this way and you want to do it the other way. These rituals, like I said, they're humane. And they're what make you, you. And so when you start to change up these rituals, yeah unfortunately sometimes you don't feel like you want to do it when i was getting into photo editing i was really kind of doing the same edit all the time and so i ended up kind of breaking out of my shell and started mixing with color grading and started changing up the different tones of the picture and that really added a lot more flair to my photos than i thought it was going to but I was really scared to do it. This was something that I was kind of practicing not so much on the day-to-day, maybe every two, three days, but I was getting kind of bored of how my photos would look. So when I changed it up and started adding the color grading, started adding the tone mapping, it was a huge benefit. I was taking a big risk because, well, not only is that time wasted, but that's also confusion gained because I have no idea what I'm doing with these settings. And so when I took that gamble, I improved myself. I made the best out of the pictures that I want to make. I made them look how I wanted them to look. So these gambles, yes, can be deterring because you have no idea what the outcome is going to be. But that's kind of the best part about it. That's kind of the best part about these rituals is that they're ever shifting. And if you want to stop doing something, if you want to stop a ritual because you don't really particularly enjoy it anymore, or you've already tried to add that flair and it doesn't work, you can do that too. There's no set thing that you're kind of bound to, right? This isn't the feudal era where what you're born into, what your parents did, you do. And, you know, your last name is based off the profession that you're in. No, this is something that you can just kind of jump into. There are a lot of things that you can jump into. And I mean a multitude of things that you can jump into. Rituals, hobbies, interests, food whatever it is there are so many things that you can do daily weekly monthly so if you're deterred with where you are now if you feel like you're bored if you feel like these rituals aren't for you or if you think you can pick something up because you're not just bound to one of these rituals if you feel like there's things that you want to add to to kind of make yourself unique and kind of make yourself interesting, and have things you can talk about, then do it. You can let go of these rituals that you don't feel like you're interested in anymore, and you can gain a new one from exploring, from experimenting. You're never going to know unless you try. You're never going to figure out what's best for you and what you enjoy doing if you don't do anything. I mean, this jazz music that I listen to on the day-to-day... I had no idea this playlist even existed until I just one day wanted to listen to jazz and I looked it up and there it is. This playlist that I do was a huge gamble. This is a weekly hobby, weekly ritual for me because... This is like a combination of of the rituals I already do. This is a combination of making my coffee in the morning to sit down and chat with you guys. This is a combination of me getting in the mood with the jazz music that I play beforehand to kind of set the scene of of my emotions, to kind of set the scene of my daily mood. And I sit down and I grab the mic and I, I mean, I feed my cat, I clean my area and, and here I am. And this ritual, yeah, it can be some work. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, sometimes I feel like it's a little strapped for time when I have to make coffee. Or maybe I wake up just a little later. Maybe I'm not particularly ready. Um, But when I do it all and I'm sitting here with the mic in my face and I'm talking to you guys, I'm chatting and we're sharing these thoughts with each other. That makes it worth it. That makes that extra trouble kind of fade away. I don't think about it anymore because I'm doing something that I like to do. And yes, it's a combination of the rituals that I love to do. So when you kind of put in all that work and you experiment, the benefits of it are incredible. The benefits of it are refreshing. The benefits of it are calming. And I'm incredibly glad that I started all this. And I'm glad that you're going to be able to find something, too, that you enjoy to do, whether it's on the daily or the monthly. It can be anything. It can be sewing. It can be cooking. uh, Maybe it's rollerblading. Maybe it's... I don't know, sword combat, whatever you love to do, go out and do it because these rituals can become hobbies. But before they get to that point, you have to start them as rituals. You have to start them as these calming, refreshing reset points that bring your life back to balance, that kind of add that equilibrium between life and work that really make you, you. So thank you again for tuning in to the Roasted Mind podcast. Uh, I'm sorry that there's no video. Unfortunately, you know, I like I said, I just got back and I got straight into working. So I haven't had really time to clean up the place. So next episode should be video. Uh, but honestly, I kind of enjoy doing this audio only thing. Uh, so we'll see how it is. But of course, you know, follow me on Instagram. If you enjoy the show, share it with everybody and I'll see you next week. Have a good week. Okay. Bye.